Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello, 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 and welcome to Comic Book Tales, issue number five. In the first four episodes, we talked about some characters you may want to delve into based on the movies you may have seen. And I talked about how to get some of those starting, jumping off points, starting points. Uh, a lot of questions have come in as to what is a trade paperback? And I didn't define that, so I wanted to find that. And I want to give you some insight as to whether or not you should rent, you should own, you should rent to own. Uh, the whole gamut of what you can do from uh, least expensive to most expensive options. So, what's a trade paperback? Well, trade paperback is a collection of issues of one one book or a event book. So, it could be multiple issues from multiple different books, all collected into one paperback volume. And it's a larger book than uh, a comic book, be much much thicker uh, usually. And it just really covers uh, a period of time uh, for a certain event or event for a particular book. So you're looking at anywhere from probably about 10 issues, could be more, could be less, depending on the story arc that's being covered. But it gives you a, a brief synopsis of that point in time for that character or characters, uh, so you can catch up on all those at once. Uh, a lot of what Marvel has done in recent years is a lot of crossover issues. And by crossover, I mean... It may start in one book, like The Amazing Spider-Man, and cross over into The Avengers or into the X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, or something like that. So what you end up with is you have to buy multiple books just to keep up with the story because the story arcs across multiple books. Uh, Civil War being one of those um, paradigm shifters that's going to be the focus of uh, Captain America number 3 coming out next year. So it's something you can touch. You can look at it and go, okay... Here I get it from the beginning to the end. I don't have to pick up all the other books. I don't have to remember what number issue it was. I can just grab the trade paperback. So let's talk about where you can find the issues you want. Okay, now if, you, if you're not concerned so much about individual issues, there's a lot of options. If you're looking for a specific issue, costs can increase depending on how popular that issue is and where it's captured. Not everything is captured in a trade paperback. Understand that. Every issue is not bound in a trade paperback because every issue, it might be a standalone issue. So it's, it's never going to reach the status of being part of that trade paperback. Um, so let's go over it. I'll have this in the show notes. First place to stop when you're first getting started is go to the library. The library, believe it or not, if, especially if there's somebody there who can, is concerned about having comic books as part of the, the um, offerings, Libraries do a lot of trade paperbacks. They have a lot of things there. They have movies, if you haven't known that, DVDs. Um, you may be able to find most of what I put in the podcast at the library. So sometimes you can do that, sometimes you can't. But just look around. Also something that Marvel put out about a decade ago was uh, a series of CD-ROMs for Spider-Man, the uh, Avengers, X-Men, and Fantastic Four, which collected all issues of those respective titles, Uncanny X-Men, Amazing Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and The Avengers, um, from their inception through about 2004-ish, and I don't remember what the exact cutoff was for each one, uh, but they're on they're as PDFs. So you can read them on your computer as a CD-ROM. Uh, if you open up the CD-ROM, you can also see the individual uh, files in there. 
but it's a nice way to get started if you can find us. They're, they don't publish them anymore. You may find them at the library, which is a good place to look. You can, might find them elsewhere in some of the other places we talk about. Um, but take a look for those. If those are four of the, the groups you want to look at, it's an easy way to get started, at least on the initial 40-plus uh, years um, that they were in existence. So the library is a good place to start. Another good place to look is it, Free Comic Book Day, which occurs in May. Uh, I put a link in the show notes as to finding your closest comic book shop. You can click on the link and put in your address, and they will direct you to the closest comic book shop. They, the publishers put out free books. They're not awesome stories. They're standalone issues normally, but it gives you a chance to get some things in your hand and touch them. Okay? So those first two are touching. We talk about renting or owning, and I think that's where the big distinction is. In the past, you could only buy. You bought or you didn't buy, and it could get costly if you're trying to read 10, 12, 20 books in a month. It gets very costly. So in, in the last that's the last five years or so, uh, Marvel, and that's who we're speaking about here, has gone to putting a number of their issues online where you can get them day and date. You can buy them, I meaning day and date. The date they're published is the day you can buy them online uh, or in their Marvel Unlimited app which will allow you to uh, basically pay a one a yearly fee. You can do monthly, but it's better. To, it's more cost-effective to do a year. And you can read everything they put out that is digital. Understand, everything they have is not digital at this time. They add things every month. They add the new issues. You're about six months behind on new issues. So if you're caught up right now, it's going to be six months before you're actually going to be able to utilize this app if you just want to read new issues. Um, but older stuff, it's selective. It's not everything that's ever been available. Uh, both for the iPad and Android, I've put that in the show notes so you can find those apps uh, and download them. The apps are free themselves, but they do require uh, a purchase to actually use them for any anything valuable. Um, the Marvel app, it's different from Marvel Unlimited. The Marvel app, you can buy comics. Sometimes they're giving away free comics or greatly reduced price. Um, if you buy a comic book today... There's usually, especially in Marvel, there is a code in the back of each of those books that gets you a digital copy. So you're paying full freight for the paper copy, but you can get the digital copy. So if you wanted to read it later online without having to find it in your bags and boards, then you would be able to do that. So that's a nice option. I like the Marvel Unlimited simply because I can read a lot more books. There is a limit of 12 at a time you can download and use offline, which is a stipulation I think is a little ridiculous, but that's what it is. Um... It's a little clunky. It's better on the iPad than it is on Android, but it's still functional on both. Um, it's got some ways to go, but I think it's a good start. Uh, the Marvel app where you own the comics, it's, it, it works very fluidly. Um, it works with Comixology, if you're familiar with that app. That's also another app that you can link your Marvel account to and read on Comixology. I haven't put that in the show notes, but that's another option. Uh, they deal with all different brands and all different markets, so it's not just Marvel. I was trying to keep it to just Marvel here. Uh, so you've got your digital. You want to go to the comic shop, support your local comic shop. I put that link in again. You can find the local comic shop, get to talk to the people, get to learn about new books, new characters, new uh, artists or, or storytellers, and it's a great place to pick up knowledge uh, about the comic world. Without having to really spend a whole lot, you can just walk in. They also typically have older books uh, in boxes in the back, and you can find they might find some th stuff you like. Uh, what you will find is you're going to pay... Not a lot for books that most people don't want, and you're going to pay a lot for books that people do want. Uh, the more valuable the book, the more expensive it is, obviously. Uh, the more rare it becomes. 
uh, but there's often, you know, dime or dime books um, that you can pick up that are cheap. They're just trying to get rid of them, get them out of the inventory. Dollar books, uh, some way to start cheap. You may not find a whole uh, series or a whole um, consecutive order, but it's a nice place to try to pick up some stuff and just kind of get a feel for what you might like. Uh, maybe you like the the truly comic books where they're they're um, funnies. You might like some serious book. You might like some dark, some humor, some some horror. You can find a lot of these things here and talk to the owners. Uh, they'll they'll be glad to tell you what they like, what they don't like. And there's often pics uh, put up on the wall when you walk in to show you this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Um, it's a good place to, to try it out. Uh, if you're so inclined, you can check out yard sales and flea markets. And I should put in here uh, relatives. If you've got an older relative who's collected as a kid, they may have a lot of back issues. They just want you to get rid of them. Um, they may think they're worth something. They probably aren't uh, other than to read. But you, you can decide that for yourself. Comic book conventions. A lot of the major cities now have comic book conventions, and you can find a lot of used uh, books at these places. Again, you're going to pay prices that they're, – they're retail prices on some things. Again, if the more rare the book is, the more expensive it's going to be at these things. But if you're probably trying to find something, you might find it there, and you get a, you get a good time to see some artists, see some people that you've only read about in, in your books. Uh, it's a nice place to uh, just check out other, other, other fans' interest uh cosplay and things like that uh last place is online i put in a link here for mile high comics but you can check out amazon uh there's other booksellers out there and you can get a subscription to these places and they can send you new books at a discount uh if you buy enough volume uh but it, it's a nice place to check out old issues too because they're always buying up issues and selling them and the prices will vary based on what you want how how fine the condition is and we'll talk about a different in a different episode uh rating for uh, comic books because on the digital side it doesn't matter on the paper side the quality of the book definitely matters as to the price and you don't want to get shafted about pricing uh, simply because you think it's a good deal well, I've never seen that issue issue number eight of the Avengers I have to buy it whatever they want for it well maybe it's a really bad copy and it's just barely held together uh, the faded and everything so we'll talk about that at a future issue but that's a it's the gist of trying to find uh, comic books and how to get them. Now, what you have to decide for yourself, and this is an individual decision only you can make. Do I want to rent them, meaning I go to the library or I get them on Marvel Unlimited where I don't own them, I don't physically have anything? Do I want to semi-own them, where if you go to the Marvel app or Comixology, you buy them, but it's a digital copy, so you still physically don't have anything to show for it. You can't offload those comics to anything. Uh, they're digital uh, digital DRM copies, so they're they're not available to you to just use anywhere you want, uh, except outside those in, inside those apps. Um, or do you want to physically own comic books? And understand when you physically own, there's a lot more involved than just saying, "Hey, I bought a comic book. Here it is. Put it down." If you want to preserve it, you want to preserve the value. You paid three or four or five dollars for a comic book, or much more if you bought a an older issue. Then you're going to have to preserve it. You're going to have to put it in. Um, we call bagging and boarding. You want acid-free bags uh, with certain thickness. You want boards that are acid-free. You you want to close them. You want to put them in boxes and make sure they remain uh, upright and uh, moisture-free and dust-free and sunlight-free. I mean, you you think uh, it's basically like uh, storing cigars, but you got to keep it in a certain temperature, it, or they degrade. I mean, they're paper. Now, the newer ones don't degrade nearly as fast as the old ones, which were newsprint. 
These newer ones are computer generated on glossy paper. The old ones, you, you can tell the difference. You open up an, a comic book from the uh, early 80s or older, and it's, it's newsprint. You open up from the uh, mid-90s and on, and it's more than likely glossy print. Uh, it's easier for the artists to rent, create their renditions, but they're, you lose something in the translation. It's not quite as um, know, tactile. You know, People don't like e-books versus paper books. Some people really just like to touch a paper. Well, if you're looking at comic books, the older ones just have something different about them. They're not better. They're just different. Uh, but you have to make that decision, and I think that's where you really – you get into trouble. You say, well, I just want to collect a few. That's fine. But you'll find it, it takes up a lot of space uh, eventually. I have um, quite a few thousand comic books that I've been collecting for years, and they take up a lot of space. So when you're moving, you may go, hmm, do I really still need these? I don't know. And in a later episode, we'll talk about getting selling old comic books and where you can do that and how you can do that. But right now, you have to have a collection to sell. So... <laughs> uh, if you're just getting started, I really recommend the library, checking it out, making sure it's something you want to do before you invest any money in it. Uh, you can get into uh, some pretty pricey amounts by just working your way down that ladder, and it's not always to your best benefit to do so. Because if you're only going to read them once, renting them is a better option than, than buying them. Because if you're not really interested, if you just want to read the stories, read the stories. Don't, don't go past that and don't really get too involved beyond that. But if you want to own them, you want to reread them and go back to them, and maybe owning some books is a better option, or at least the trade paperbacks. A lot of people will do that. They'll get the bound copies, and they'll get rid of um, the individual copies because they take up less space on the bookshelf. So it's your call, but it's a good place to start. Uh, I think it's nice to have a mix. I use a mix. I, I have physical comics. I do uh, online rentals. I do purchase of online digital stuff. So there's a lot of mix in there. If, if you want to get everything, it's impossible to get everything you want from one location today. Maybe that will change in the future, but today it's still a little bit difficult. So I hope that has helped you. Uh, please br keep bringing the questions. I like to answer those questions, and I thought this was a good chance to uh, answer some of those before we get too much further into characters. So thank you. This has been Chad. I hope you had a good time, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>